All right, Sean, time. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. I see the Avalanche won seven to nothing. So that means you won your Avalanche bet and your Nathan McKinnon bet, I'm guessing. Uh, you'd think that, Mutt. That is not the case. I won my Avalanche bet. I won my Avalanche team total bet. We missed on Nathan McKinnon. Somehow, the Colorado Avalanche scored seven times, and Nathan McKinnon did not get a single point. Wow, 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 wow. Um, you said there were a wagon, Sean. You called this. Oh, I'm sorry. Said- he got one point. Oh, my apologies. So you, so you felt you had over one and a half, correct? Yeah, exactly. So we, were, this, we still didn't hit it. But. You called this three weeks ago, folks. Those who listen to the Prince of Pucks, maybe even the first or second episode we did, you said Avalanche are the best team. Yes, I did. Yeah, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, I mean, they're so good offensively. They are an absolute wagon. Uh, even defensively. I mean, Kale McCarr has been awesome. Of course, this is the one time I don't bet on Kale McCarr to have a multi-point game, and he has, you know, two goals in the game. Oh. So, and, <laughs> and one of which was shorthanded, by the way. Uh, so this, this team is just so good. Um, even though the goaltending can kind of be suspect sometimes. I mean, Darcy Kemper had a had a friggin' shutout last night. Granted, Tampa Bay only had 16 shots in the game. Yeah. They were outshot 30-16, to 16, but... I mean, I, you saw this coming from a mile away. Colorado has been so damn good all year and in the playoffs, and it wasn't stopping. 7 nothing. your final. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, DraftKings on my donation on the Conn Smythe uh, for Andre Vasilevsky. I think that's done. That's- yeah, that is cooked and booked. You're done with uh, that It's probably like a million. What is, what is he? So we should look that up. So if you if you missed the boat on 4-1 to one and 6-1, to one, can I interest you in... Uh, can I interest you in? I don't even 11, see 11 to one. They still Holy give it. Smokes. <laughs> uh, Cole McCarr minus 180 for the cons, Mike. Yeah, that seems about right. Um, nice call, buddy. You did well there. Uh, thank any, you, sir. Any early leans? You just keep hammering uh, the avalanche here. Uh, so I might actually, <clears throat> I, I might actually lean at going like Tampa. Bay or, or, or really? like oh or getting, home again. getting home yeah again. tie in regulation like I, they 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 did it against the Rangers where it was like they looked awful outright awful for two games and then they come home and they actually look pretty good so Tampa's actually favored in the game though otherwise I, I would love to do like Tampa on the puck line at plus one and a half but right now they're minus one and a half so I yeah. guess I could play with an alternate line but I'm I'm gonna be laying a bunch of juice so. I, I'm probably I'm probably gonna bet on like the Colorado team total in some way. Uh, I like that idea. Uh, you have about two days to or day to figure this out. So yeah. it's very very early. But early time. leans, but the people need their early Prince of Pucks leans. I, I have buddies who, uh, our buddy Mike, who's a degenerate who listens, uh, he was on Tampa plus two thirty uh, in the seat. That did not. Hmm. Uh, you know what? It may it may work out for him at some point. I, I don't, I don't never know. know. Was plus two thirty the series? He bet. I should text him back. He was in New Hampshire. I know he wanted to jump on Tampa. You think he bet the series or the game last night? He must have bet the series at plus 230. That would be my guess. I don't think Tampa was plus 230 in the game last night. I want to say they were plus like 140. Oh, you're yawning. See, yeah, you're 7-0. You're, seven, nothing. you're up late. Look at you. We got you up early today. Let's go. I know, right? Let's go. Woo. Uh, what'd you do last night? Um, I watched hockey. Uh, and I played video games for like the first time in weeks, which was wonderful. How late in the night did you do that? Uh, just till like 11. Well, that's not bad. No. <coughs> yeah, we had 
uh, Little League Under the Lights. Which nice. Was, uh, great until the rain. Always fun. Ooh. Great until the rain came. And it was, it felt like, it felt like fall last night. Did not feel like a, a summer yeah. night. Feels like fall this morning, too. Uh, it sure does. May feel like fall in Brookline, which we'll get to uh, in a second. Felt mm-hmm. like uh, spring training for the Red Sox. They got spanked, spanked yesterday, Sean. Absolutely pummeled. Like, what is going on? Cutter Crawford. I was on the wrong side of that one. I thought Cutter Crawford would come out and have another good performance. He did not do that. He was not good. Uh, Xander Bogarts got you the total bases. Uh, Trevor yep. Story and uh, J.D. Martinez both fell short. So we said the right-handers. Uh, I used uh, at least one of the right ones and not uh, connect in the same game parlay. But we pointed people in the right direction. Today, today, I want to bet Nick Pavetta. I want to bet Nick Pavetta strikeout, Sean. How do you feel about that? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I mean, Pavetta's been awesome lately, yep. so I, I kind of I'm into that. What is what is Nick Pavetta's like? Does he does he have a, a an innings total that I can bet on? Because you, you that also, I I feel very interested in. Uh, so outs recorded, you can do. If you go to DraftKings, okay. you go to pitching props, you go to outs recorded. So they have is if if, if you think he's going to go six or more innings, uh, the over on that is minus one forty. And uh, if you want to go under. 17 and a half outs, it's plus 105. Yeah, I don't hate the idea of, uh, I don't know, that that over is really juiced. I know Nick Pavetta's pitched tremendous the last couple last couple starts, but that seems a little too juiced for my blood, unfortunately. So, I mean, if you think he's going to get rocked, St. Louis is good. They're facing a good team. They're going for the, the series win today. Hit the under. You go under for plus 105, you want? Hmm. All right, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abstain today. I don't oh. feel confident either way. So I'm not gonna make a I'm not gonna just make a bet to make a bet. Uh I'm gonna be interested in the strikeout prop. Over five and a half strikeouts at plus one oh five. Uh cool. and good St. Louis team, but first time they're seeing Pavetta this year. I like that angle. So I'm gonna be on uh over. I don't have a great feel on the game itself. So I'm gonna take strikeout props for Nick Pavetta at uh nice plus money at Hell plus yeah. one oh five. But we honestly, we are just we're just, we're just, this is foreplay. I'm sorry. I, 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 I literal foreplay. Say, Shime, other than I have two outrights to win the U.S. Open. They're playing together in the final pairing. This is never happening before, uh, which I've said to many women in my lifetime. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know quite what to do. I, I'm, I'm frozen right now with like, I, we have uh, Willie Z, we have uh, Matt's with Pat, Matt Fitzpatrick, both to win the U.S. Open. They're playing the final round today, final pairing. And, uh, yeah, I'm nervous. We're hours away from you, up, and I'm nervous. I'm nervous. If I'm you, though, I'm not doing anything, right? Like, I'm not. I haven't done anything, no. Yeah, no. I don't think you I don't think you need to hedge. Like, I don't think you do any of that. I think you just ride with your guys. You have confidence in what they can bring to the table. And, and we, ro- we roll with it. Because, like, it feels like watching people play yesterday, it feels like the only guys that could really make the push to overtake Willie Z or Matt Fitzpatrick is Rom or Scheffler. And you're just not going to get good value out of those guys right now. I think, <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Scheffler is six to one. Rom is three and a half to one. Like you're not getting any value there. Um, if, if you're going to hedge with uh, either of those guys, really. So I, I mean, I guess going in on Scotty, but I, again, Scotty Scheffler's two strokes back. He did struggle. That ele- that that eleven through fourteen stretch for him Rough. was disgusting. Rough. Prior to that, he had been awesome. So, did he just struggle for a couple holes? Is he going to find that Scotty Scheffler magic that he has again tomorrow? Well, is he, is he, you mentioned the magic. So being back it was either back to back days or two of the first three days chipping for eagles. Like yep. I, that's what I mean. Round two to, and round three went to six under on that eagle and then gave it all back. He was six yeah. under oh, one yeah. point. 
he was too clear. And it was like, oh, Scotty's going to win. That's it. And then you look up an hour and a half later, and he's one under par. He lost five shots in the span of how many holes? Three holes? Four, uh, four holes. That's wow. the magic of Scotty Scheffler is that Scotty Scheffler can giveth and Scotty Scheffler can take it away because he is he plays with such a uh, – like a vibrato that he can just, he'll just, he'll go for it. And, and he doesn't care. And if he, if it screws him, it screws him. And if it does, a lot of the times it doesn't. And he's played really well as of late. There's a reason he's the number one golfer in the world right now. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting today. I, I want I'm very interested in how they, how the, how the course is set up. Uh, I, I was going to say, you know, the, it's, I, I think it should play to scoring. So I'm trying to say at 918 this morning, it should play yeah. to scoring because uh, I assume if you're listening to this in New England, you know, it rained pretty hard like two and a half hours this morning. Uh, if you're not, yeah, we got Brookline got a bunch of rain. So it should be easier to putt, especially earlier in the day. And given the, the only caveat is that hitting out of the thick stuff in this, in this wet uh, grass. It's going to be, be really hard. Tough, really. Yeah. A hundred percent agree. I, I think the only other guy that I would even consider at all right now, Keegan. Uh, who Keegan Bradley. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, sure. Uh, the other guy I was thinking of, uh, if you believe in momentum, yep. I would lean towards Rory a little bit. And it was because at the end there, I think it was 18, he hits far right into the fescue, hits this ridiculous shot out of the fescue, yep. hooks it around the trees and on the green. <laughs> it was one of the most, it was one of the more ridiculous shots I've seen all weekend. And you can see it on his face after he made it like, holy shit, I can't believe I just did that. Um, so if you believe in a thing like momentum, I think the idea of backing someone like Rory isn't a terrible idea either. Well, also based on these last couple of days, he is by far the crowd favorite. Like yeah. it, oh, yeah. he, he's the guy they're rooting for. Well, he's the guy everybody knows. Like even, even well, the non-golf fans that are there know who Rory McIlroy is. And you and I were texting yesterday again, but the, the coverage is so bad on TV. Um, it's awful. It's really, really bad. And NBC should never have a major again, but that's a different show. It's also doesn't, I gotta be honest. It doesn't feel like a major. I don't know if Brookline, undersold tickets or people just i'm sure it's fun being there but watching on tv it doesn't feel like a major to me yeah that, there's no where's the, there's not there's been a lack of energy for me watching this thing on tv i think brookline definitely undersold tickets i also think a lot of people just like because it's father's day aren't going which is stupid in my opinion um and, and like father's day weekend like i had a buddy tell me that uh his father-in-law turned down tickets because it what? was like his grandfather's birthday. And I was like, I was like, he's had 85 birthdays. The US Open comes to Boston once every 35 years. Like, 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 sorry, grandpa, we'll do for, we'll do birthday on Monday. Like it's I like I that in that to me, I don't know what it is about people. I, I just there's not as much hype as I would like. And and it's a bummer because I would love to be there. I would be through the moon to be there. Um, but it's, it is, it, you're right. It is lacking a certain energy. And then the NBC broadcast has been God awful yesterday. John Rahm is in the process of taking over the tournament. Yep. And then, and they're doing this 10, I, I love Maddie Fitz, but they were doing a 10 minute interview about nothing with Matt Fitzpatrick. Instead of just showing me every John Rom swing, I'm like Scotty Scheffler is trying to bounce back. John Rom is about to take a massive lead on this board, and you are showing me an interview with Matt Fitzpatrick. Stop it! Just show me the golf shots. It's just so bad. Uh, I, I it's frustrating as a golf fan. Uh, ESPN. The problem is ESPN Plus has ruined it because ESPN Plus's coverage 
is just so good. Commercial so free for long stretches. You know, it, the, there's some sense of humor amongst the guys there. I, 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 Thursday, Friday, ESPN Plus coverage is uh, is well worth the hundred, whatever, seventy dollar investment on 100%. ESPN Plus for the year. It's really, really good. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not hedging. I got lots of DraftKings stuff going. I got a bunch of underdog stuff, and I have the, the two guys in the final round both at about thirty and thirty-five to one. So I mean, that's, oh, yeah. and I got them both in the top ten. So hopefully they can finish their rounds and make a few bucks there. Um, yeah. So uh, all I have bucks? is I have I have my investment in Willie Z at forty-five to one from before nice. the tournament. Yep. Um, I have a little money on Joel Damon, who is probably. Done. I mean, he's at one one under. So I mean, I guess he's technically within striking range. You saw yesterday. But, you're not because you can make like a an eight in a blink of an eye. Yeah. No one's really, really. I, I, I because I don't think anybody's out of it in that in the, in the top ten, top fifteen. If you're within four shots lead right now, you should feel like I have a shot to win the U.S. Open. Yeah. So everybody from Will Zalatoris to Nick Hardy has a shot. Yeah. I think uh, no. I, I would absolutely yes, yes, yes. I think because this course. Um, has really grabbed some guys here this week. And they've done the course has been excellent. And when I'm, I'm ripping the TV coverage of the energy, the course has been great. I mean, yeah, it's been the course looks condition. awesome. So, yeah. I mean, this is this was the perfect course for a U.S. Open. Yeah. Now, uh, everything else around it when it comes to media and attendance, uh, maybe not, but the course itself and the golfers are they're putting on a show that's exactly what you want. Uh, all right, we're just rambling because we're excited about the golf. Oh, yeah. It's already underway this morning. So there are guys yep. teeing off as we speak. Uh, I got to run in a 6K in Woburn at Lord Ooh. Hobo with some friends. I think Fitzy is emceeing the thing. So I believe he is. That is correct. He do his work there. So if this has been a scatterbrained edition of the podcast, it's because I got these two outrights. I'm making lineups all morning, uh, dealing with two wild children who have been up since butt crack of dawn. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm pumped about the golf. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast if you'd like. Uh, we're normally much more focused than this, but it's a Sunday morning. It's the U.S. Open and it's Father's Day. So yes, you can subscribe, is. help us out if you're a dad. Or maybe as my kids call Saturday before Father's Day, Shime, you'll like this. Future Father's Day. They Ooh. celebrate future Father's Day the day before Father's Day. Like they think it's their own holiday because they want to be dad someday. Gotcha. That makes sense. I should. I should. That's. I should have said to you, Happy Future Father's Day yesterday. Bad job. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, Happy Father's Day to you, Mutt. I hope you enjoy your six point one seven k run today. I want to Lord I, Hobo. How can you have a bad day at Lord Hobo for that's lunch? True. Come on. You know what? I, I bet you will love. You will have a wonderful uh, beer following your six k. I, however, would not run the six k because I'm not a big runner. But that's fine. Did you end up going to breweries yesterday? Uh, no, no breweries yesterday. It was yesterday was a very low key day. Uh, kind of hung out at the house, went and did some errands, made some food for today for Father's Day. So, got the garden planted. We got tomatoes, oh eggplant, cucumbers, um, and got the right before the rain came. So, I ended up working out well. Uh, there you go. Anything else chime for the people on this beautiful Sunday? Uh, enjoy the open and happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Matt Fitzpatrick, Willie Halatoris. Let's go. Enjoy the open. We are recapping it all tomorrow morning. See you.